Zakil for that song, yo. I swear, we gonna make each other rich or something. Two collaborations right there. I'm gonna make sure to drop the link for this man's music because he's definitely, definitely forced to be reckoned with. Anyways, what it do, my people, my lovely people, my beautiful people. Thank you guys for checking in. I am your host, Fidel, and let's get into it. This is the podcast, Rap and Relax. This podcast is going to focus on using hip-hop-based discussions to explore the world of mental health. Before I give you a little bit more background of this podcast, I just wanted to say that in this trying time where everyone's doing podcasts, blogs, YouTube channels... I figured to just test the waters and make my own podcast, too. Um, This may be a little redundant. There might be other people doing types of things like this, talking about what we're going to talk about on this podcast. But I haven't seen it, so. (laughs) Um, So I just wanted to use all this free time that I have to discuss mental health in a unconventional way but by the time that you get too deep into the podcast you'll see that it's not that unconventional so let me tell you about the background of this podcast so i had this idea for rap and relax the podcast through my rap and relax thesis in my last year of my master's program i figured to do a study about how you can discuss anger, depression, and identity with black men through hip-hop-based discussions. The study went actually really well. Um, I picked five songs for each topic of anger, picked five songs for depression, picked five songs for identity, and I got five participants, and we discussed it every week. So one week was anger, one week was depression, one week was identity. And it actually came out really, really well. I want to get into a little bit about the findings and just what I discovered through it because it's still a working document. I'm hoping to get this thesis out and published pretty soon. But I will say that the findings that came out from this thesis was very insightful. I won't say that it was shocking just because of the reality of a black man. I seen that a lot of the participants was 
echoing the same sentiments that I already experienced. But the dope thing about it was that these same sentiments that I felt and I've experienced and I knew that to be true was also echoed by rappers. So a lot of rappers express sentiments of PTSD, depression, anger, anxiety. And even though they might not outright say it in their songs, me being in this mental health field, I was easily able to identify that. So just having the participants talk about their lived experiences with anger, depression, and identity, I thought that it was just really dope. And I wanted to take it to the next level and create a podcast to where I'm exploring all these other topics of mental health and just tough conversations that we might have like within the black community and within just life in general. So that was a really cool experience for me to have. That was really cool to just put all those, put all the findings and discoveries and testimonies of other black men on paper for the world to see that hip hop is very therapeutic in a way that maybe some of us have not really even thought of. Um, And just to give you a little bit more of the background of, and the idea of the actual study, the idea of this study dates back to when I was working at this therapeutic day treatment program in Richmond. So for anybody that doesn't know, a therapeutic day treatment program is basically a program for kids that have behavioral issues. So we're talking about, you know, being defiant, talking about having problems dealing with their anger, lashing out, anxiety, just anything that you could think of that might be disruptive within the home, disruptive in class. So my job as a counselor was to educate them on some life skills and give them some skills to cope with some of their behaviors in hopes that some of these behaviors will decrease. Some of these behaviors will get better. So within this day treatment program, this was back in 2018. So a lot of the kids, this was back when NBA Youngboy was a big phenomenon. He's still huge now. But I didn't really know much about him besides of the incident that he had with his girlfriend at the time, which it was basically domestic violence. You know, I don't know if y'all know, but it, he he had dragged her or, or threw her around or whatever that situation was. So that's the only thing that I had about him and the only knowledge that I had about this rapper. And I also knew that he was, at this time, he was, what, 17? He had five kids. Tatted up. I was just like, yo, what? what is this dude? I'm not no old head or nothing like that, but just that very idea of him just didn't turn me on at all to like listen to his music. But a lot of the kids really, really, really 
liked him. They liked all his music, literally all his music. They could recite line for line, and they always tried to get me to listen to him. And I was like, no, no, I'm not listening to him. We we have to focus on our lesson plan at hand. So one time during our free time, I was like, they was like, Mr. Fidel, Mr. Fidel, can you, can you please play this young boy song? I was like, okay, if we get through this lesson plan, fine. We could put on a song or two. So we played this song. I can't remember what song it was. I think it was Through the Night. And I watched them. They all knew that song, lyric for lyric. And I listened to the lyrics, and some of the things that he was saying was really eye-opening. It was eye-opening because at 17, he could verbalize so many dark, deep issues in his life. He talked about, and I don't know, I can't say if it was in this song, but because after this song, I was like, okay, let me check him out some more. So I listened to her album, and in that album, he talked about a lot of things like trauma. He talked about paranoia, disloyalty, being crossed over. He talked about feeling just really hopeless because he didn't think that he would make it out of where he was at. And it was eye-opening to me because I seen that these kids really, really listened to him, not only because he was a good rapper and, like, maybe sometimes we think that these kids are listening to these songs because, like, they're, they're catchy or they're talking about some wild, wild shit that kids shouldn't be listening to. And he had that. He had that content, but it just really made me think that maybe these kids are really listening to him because they can relate to him on a deeper level. Maybe something in his lyrics resonated with him because a lot of these kids came from the same disadvantaged communities that he did, too. Maybe some of these kids could relate to being, you know, double-crossed. Maybe some of these kids could relate to just feeling mad at life, mad at their situation. Maybe some of these kids could really relate to just being really, really helpless and hopeless about their lived situations, their life. And just to bring this forward, this showed me that it echoed the same things that I found when I did my thesis two years later. But not only that, just to take it back, this really echoed what some of the kids in high school were saying. So back in high school, I was a real big Drake fan. I'm still a big Drake fan now. But some some of the friends that I had and some of the people in high school, they was like, oh, no, Drake ain't real. Drake ain't... Drake ain't this, he's soft. He don't be talking about anything that, they didn't say this, but it was basically, he wasn't talking about anything that they could relate to. A lot of the kids in high school, they like Boosie, they like Gucci, they like Jeezy. And I like Jeezy too. I didn't like I didn't like Gucci or Boosie or nothing like that. But I like Jeezy too, but I was just like, 
to me, I was like thinking, how can you, how can you not relate to Drake? Drake is talking about love. He's talking about heartbreak. He's talking about friendships. He's talking about ha- having a good time. He's talking about problems in the family. And it was a lot of the things I was, to me, I was thinking Drake is real for speaking about these things. He's real because it related to me. But hearing those kids describe just how much they like Youngboy, seeing those kids recite these lyrics of his songs just religiously had me thinking, okay, maybe in high school they was onto something. Maybe in high school these kids was onto something about who's real, who's who's not. And not to say that Drake isn't real, but these rappers was real to them because they gave them the words and experiences, the feelings that they dealt within within their life. So just to wrap this all up and bring up why I'm doing this podcast, I think that a lot of aspects of hip-hop from from the songs that these rappers make from the very culture of hip-hop the way that we dress the things that we value should be explored just a little bit because clearly i think that we all have a fave in hip-hop if you like hip-hop i think that we all have an artist in in hip-hop that we just think yes he gets it he really gets it for me. I I feel like I know him. I, or I feel like I know her. And I think that it's because that a lot of times these rappers are saying things. They're making these songs that really speaks to us in just a whole different type of level that sometimes that we can't even express for ourselves. I know for me, just to bring it a little more personal... Kid Cudi in high school, along with Drake, he really was able to verbalize some of my feelings that I just did not know that I had. And then when I heard Kid Cudi's songs, he really made sense of my feelings. He really gave me the vocabulary to even describe to myself of hey okay this is what i'm feeling or okay this experience like this sucks because of this or okay so he i'm not the only one that feels like this kid cuddy or drake is also feeling like this so with this podcast i just really 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 want to dive a little bit deeper into the culture of hip-hop, dive a little deeper into some of our popular songs that we love, dive a little deeper into the lives of these artists, their realities, and why we love it so much or why we can relate it so much. So I think this will be a good journey. I hope that you guys all tune in. I haven't really figured out the schedule just yet, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to roll out these episodes as it comes. So every week gonna have a new guest, new background, discussing a different topic. These topics gonna range from trauma, depression, 
battling with demons, anxiety, anything you can think of that is relates to mental health or anything that is just a difficult topic that we don't usually lead into a conversation that we typically have, we're going to discuss it through these songs, through these hip-hop-based discussions. So I really hope that you guys tune in. I think I think this is going to be something beautiful. And, you know, if, if you listen, I hope that you take away something from it, even if it's just, okay, this makes sense to me now. Or if it's, okay, I've heard this in the podcast. I want to I wanna discuss this a little bit further with somebody else. So, so yeah, that's, that's just about it. And like I said, I think that um, I'm seeing all these other podcasts and all these other blogs and channels, and I want to just try my hand in it to, I don't know if this would be, this podcast is going to last for a season or if it's just going to be forever. But I think that, um, I think this podcast could really be the foundation for a lot of healing, for a lot of discussions. But not only just the black community, but also in the world. So to my first and to my last listeners of the podcast, I hope you guys... Be easy, take care, and hopefully we'll see you in a week. All right, y'all. One love.